0: Good afternoon. This is uh, Rupert Thompson, Chief Investment Officer at Kingswood Group. It's the 18th of January, and I'm now going to run through uh, recent developments in the markets and our thoughts going forward. Well, global equities were down a bit last week. Uh, They fell back some 1% or so, reversing some of their recent gains. Also, UK equities were down, uh, falling a couple of percent, and again, reversing some of their recent outperformance. But it has to be said, um, both moves really pale into insignificance compared to what we've seen in recent months. The US was very much once again a focus of attention, and once again, the market's focus was rather different from the news headlines, which were very much dominated by the news that the House of Representatives uh, voted to impeach Donald Trump for the second time. Um, this is a first for US president. Um, But with Trump already out of office before his forthcoming trial in the Senate, um, to be honest, this does not have major implications for policy, other than perhaps being a major distraction for the Senate. Um, That said, uh, conviction could lead to uh, Trump being barred from running running for office again. But much more important for the markets were very much um, President-elect Biden's plans for another hefty fiscal stimulus totaling some $1.9 trillion, which is as much as uh, 8.5% of GDP. And this, of course, comes on top of the $950 billion package, which was only approved a couple of weeks ago. Uh, The $1.9 trillion is very much Biden's opening gambit. And the wafer-thin majority of the Democrats in Congress does mean that the eventual stimulus, which will be implemented, will probably be cut back to around a trillion or so. Even so, you know, we are still talking big numbers and fiscal policy is now set to be a major support for the U.S. economy over the coming year. Uh, The U.S. is still the second largest economy in the world and this is not only going to provide a boost to the U.S. economy, but it's also going to provide a boost to the global recovery. And actually, in terms of the impact on markets, we think it'll probably have a bigger impact on the global markets rather than the US market. And really what we think this will do is cement the trend which has really been in place for the last couple of months, which is the US actually underperforming. And the reason for this is that hopes of a strong recovery in the global economy have um, led to a rotation away from the winners of last year to the laggards, to the cyclical sectors, to the um, more undervalued, areas of the market. And this means that the US will probably continue to underperform. As I said, the US is the second largest economy in the world, but the largest nowadays is China. China's top dog. And the numbers we had out this morning very much confirmed um, how comparatively well that economy fared last year. So we had news that Chinese GDP was up six and a half percent, in the fourth quarter compared to a year earlier. And what this meant was that growth last year overall will be positive for China. And this compares to the marked declines in GDP, which are probably going to be seen in most other countries. And if you want to see a particularly marked divergence in performance, um, just look at the UK versus China. Um, We had the November GDP numbers out last week in the UK. And the good news was actually the decline was um, somewhat smaller than expected. GDP was only down 2.6% that month because of the lockdown. Um, But still, it remains as much as 8.5% below its pre-COVID level. And as I said a minute ago, Chinese GDP is up 6.5% on its pre-COVID level. So a dramatic difference. And as it were, the bad news is clearly the current lockdown means that GDP is going to contract again in the first quarter in the UK. If there is a silver lining, it's that the UK should see a strong burst of growth from the second quarter onwards. Um, the vaccine rollout is proceeding more swiftly than in most other countries. And also the scale of the decline in the economy last year means the catch-up potential is also all the, more, all the greater. That said, um, the fiscal support you're seeing in the UK is clearly of a rather different magnitude to what you're seeing in the States. The furlough scheme is due to end in April, and the government is still resisting pressure to extend the COVID boost to universal credit. Returning to the markets, um, our view remains that uh, prospects for equities from here look considerably better than for bonds, even after... The size of the bond, the size of the gains you've seen in equities over the last few months, and essentially the reason for this is that we think a vigorous global rebound, global economic rebound, should drive strong growth in corporate earnings later this year, which should allow to, uh, equities to see further increases. Corporate earnings gains should offset any down, or more than offset, any downward pressure on valuations from rising bond yields. Corporate bonds, by contrast, um, you've got two problems. The first is that the starting level for yields is so low. So corporate bonds in the UK are only yielding sort of 1.7 percent at the moment. Gilt yields are only about 0.3 percent. And not only that, you've got a drag on uh, returns from corporate bonds, um, probably from the upper trend in government bond yields you're going to see over the coming year as treasury yields um, rise. On the back of this big fiscal stimulus package. Well, last week we said the most obvious risk to this relatively benign picture for equities came from the virus. And certainly this year I think this is true. But, um, but further out, um, you have to say there's another risk lurking around the corner. And this risk is already sort of causing monetarist economists to tear their hair out. And this is a threat of a surge in inflation on the back. Of the massive monetary and now fiscal stimulus you've now got in place. Opinions vary wildly, and the outcome will be critical in determining the outlook for markets over the next few years. It is a complicated subject, there are wildly different uh, opinions on the subject, and I have to say, a few words, or even a few, or a, bit long, a bit more than a few words, won't really do the matter justice. So very much, we plan to come back and readdress this in rather greater length in the next couple of weeks or so. Well, thank you for listening. And I will be back again next week. Please note that this podcast is for information purposes only. The views expressed do not constitute financial advice. And please remember that the value of investments can go up as well as down. How an investment performed in the past may not be the same as how it performs in the future, and there may also be tax implications. Should you require advice, please speak to a qualified financial advisor.